Welcome back to Conversations with the Crickets. I'm here, your lovely, lovely friend in person, Gillian. And I'm here with... with? He's grumpy today. I'm not grumpy, I'm just tired. You are grumpy. I'm grumpy today, so I can smell grumpy from a mile away. But speaking of grumpy, nothing leaves you in the grumps quite like a bad date. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Are you new? I don't think... I don't know. You've had some bad dates, have you? I've had a few weird ones. Yeah? Weird ones. I don't know. It's always... It's, I, don't, I don't know. Because, I mean, I'm not your conventional person, I guess. Mm-hmm. is the best way to put it. So, I'm pretty open to all avenues as far as where I find a date. Yeah. Because, I mean, I think, I think we do a definite disservice to young people by uh, first introducing them to sex ed class, which pretty much just tells them, you know, sex is bad, don't get pregnant, men have penises, girls have vaginas, and then not tell them that after high school, it's extremely hard to find dates. So. I don't know why they need to tell people. Some people is probably... Well, I mean, I guess most people go to college, and that kind of extends it, you know? Like, I never went to college. I went straight into the workforce, so my selection of potential dates was a little bit limited. Oh, yeah, because you had to go make nice with your networking, you know, and all that shit. Well, I mean, I started off doing construction, so... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not many girls about that time were were in construction. Nowadays, though, now there's a lot more girls in construction. I mean, teach Because we're badass. True, true. Not a lot of the girls I would date are in construction. Why? That seems like constructionist. It's like my version of, like, jobist. You know, what is that? Racist? Jobist? Yeah, I don't know. You're so jobist. No, men and women are into different professions. That's There's nothing sexist about so that. So what, what is hybrid. it about a woman that does construction that turns you off? Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's, you know, the extra 550 pounds of donut that she's eating on the lunch break. Now I'm, I'm getting into stereotypes. I don't know. Yeah. Because I don't think they make 500 pound donuts. No, the 550 pounds on her. That's not very nice. <laughs> I'm just being. I'm being a jerk. I'm just. You're being a jerk. See, grumpy. I'm just joking, man. Poking fun at stereotypes. Mm-hmm. No, truth be told, where I started out, there were a couple fairly attractive women, but I mean. You know, nobody I really hit it off with, you know. It's not like high school or college where you start off surrounded by people and forced into this, like, social system, you know. Yeah. It's just like, I, I guess the point of driving at it is the, the older you get, the harder it is to find That's dates. That's true. Well, I mean, I guess adequate people to go out on a date with, probably. Fair enough. Fair enough. Because, I mean, you meet tons of people. Just a matter of, like, oh, do I really want to hang out with this person in a private setting to where we have to talk about each other, ourselves to the other person for X amount of time? And Well, it seems like part of what you're describing is dating in your 30s versus just dating in the 21st century in general is, is a little bit of a dumpster fire. Yeah, well, yeah. That's pretty bad. Like, I don't even know. Like, I think that's what we were talking about. I don't even know how to end dates. Like, so I don't even call them a date anymore. If I go out and hang out with people, I I make it a point to say this isn't a date. This is more like an interview. (laughs) 
or like a meeting of the mind. We're hanging out. We're hanging out. And I afterwards, mean, is, is the first question you ask them. So why do you want this job? <laughs> no. <laughs> But that should be now. What skill sets do you think you can bring to the table that would be beneficial? <laughs> Please list your weaknesses <laughs> would and you be... tell me what you do to control those. <laughs> how, are you, how are you fixing those? Are you, are you bringing over a 401k from a previously existing situation? <laughs> okay. Okay, so next will be the phone interview. Stand by for a call and we look forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> You have 48 hours to, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to call this number. <laughs> if you fail to comply, you will no longer be ex- you know, considered for the position. Right. <laughs> if you happen to make it to the third interview, that's great. Just bring some emergency contact information with you and we will proceed to the physical. <laughs> I mean, this is dating now. This is dating in the 21st century. Yeah, right? it, really I mean, it pretty much is, yeah. Oh, yeah, or, yeah. I feel so sorry for people who haven't figured out what I figured out, which is Monster.com is, in fact, a dating site. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Boom. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. No, there's, there's, there's two indeeds. There's indeed, and then there's... Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> I think there used to be a site called Albright. They, they, they took they away merged. The, they took away the Craigslist personal ads, oh, and they yeah. just moved them to the job. Oh, one. did you hear they closed uh, back pages? Like the FBI raided their headquarters. Ah, oh, I think maybe you mentioned it. No, somebody mentioned it. Was it you? Did you mention May, it? I day? might have. I might have. That's great. I fucking hate back pages. I mean, you know. It's not only hard enough to date now, but now you can't get a prostitute. Now you can't get a prostitute. I, I mean, am. What are you gonna do? I mean, like, I, I can't fly to Las Vegas. Fuck that. I mean, yeah, they got rid of Craigslist prostitutes. Now they get rid of Backpage prostitutes. What were I they mean... thinking? I mean, what is this moral high ground? Come on now. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> you know, I know somebody that was just really hard up for dating, which was, you know, pathetic because they were in a relationship. But they used to go on back pages and message those prostitutes just to get them to message back. And then they'd ask about rates and stuff. And then they'd try and get them to, like, sexy talk them on texting. (laughs) So it's like, I don't want to pay for your service, but I just want you to tell me all the different things that you do to me if I were to pay for your service. Like, are you naughty? Would you be would you be my bad girl? Oh, God. People have <laughs> could, too much. Could I treat you like my little slut puppy? A little slut. <laughs> do you like? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> do you like people with ha- handicaps? Because I'm pa- missing a couple fingers. <laughs> Pause. Rewind. <laughs> slut puppy. Let's let's dissect that one. Slut puppy. How does that work? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't want to dissect it. I'm just saying it's a, it's a friendly pet name. I don't Cuddly, know. Cuddly, but at the same time, dirty and filthy. No, let's not do that to puppies. <laughs> I knew a guy who said uh, at one point he used to call up girls on back pages uh, and actually, you know, buy and pay for some services. And uh-huh. one time he said it was his friend's bachelor party. And, like, the girls showed up. They bought two of them for his friend. And, like, they were getting ready to do it. And they went to lay... And it was at his place. Do for, it, do it? Or, like, do strip? It, do it, do it. Oh. And, like, um, it was his place, but it, his friend who was the bachelor was staying with him, so he had an air mattress he brought. Mm-hmm. And they went to lay down on the air mattress, and he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you doing? And they go, what? Are we gonna? And he's like, yeah, but not on that. That's that's my friend's air mattress. 
Okay, mm-hmm. we're not getting that dirty. Like, how degrading is that? Like, practically threw a towel down on it before he let them lay down on it, but yet he's willing to screw them on it. I'm so confused by what you just said. So they like, did use the air mattress, or they didn't use the air mattress? He wouldn't let them use the air mattress. They were okay. too dirty for the air mattress. Oh, but he was getting ready to sleep with them anyway? Right. So where did they end up doing it? I don't know. He didn't go that far into detail. I mean, because they, they fuck on the floor? I'm guessing. Maybe in the bathroom? Maybe they went to a restaurant and used the public facilities? Back just... of the couch? I don't know. Did you say the back? Ugh. Yeah, just no. fucked on the dryer. <laughs> <laughs> Put that shit on Tumble Fresh. <laughs> you want the steam circle, baby? Yeah. Sand, you didn't think we'd have anything to talk about on this podcast today. <laughs> I, I, I never said that. I never said that. No, but I mean, the, truly, the topic is how to end a date. Yeah. And I, I mean, I feel like a date that is a good date, how one would define a good date, I feel like, you know, it, it's something out of a movie, you know? Like, you have a good time, you have some laughs, you have some food, you have some drinks, you get to know the person, and, you know, the end of the night, while still falling within the good date spectrum, can either end with, like, a peck on the cheek, or straight up want to come inside, you know? Like, either or, it would be, like, good date end. Yeah, see, you know? I don't know. I'm one of those awkward people who, like, when I end a date, I'm just standing there, like, okay, do we shake hands? Do we hug <laughs> it out? Like, it's nice to meet you. Like, I don't know. Like, let's see what you're missing. Is most guys are out there aiming at sex. Like, even if they're the most well-intentioned guy and really want to get to know you and mm-hmm. spend time with you and date you proper, they want sex. It's how they're hardwired. It's how the you know the the software and hardware are configured for you know yeah they can take that well it doesn't mean that there should be an expectation of sex either it's just you know it's ever present in the guy's mind i would like some sex you know so like yeah well yeah i mean i see that obviously because y'all are fucking men Mm -hmm. and y'all kind of have an extra brain and you think with that brain 90% of the time. For sure. So. <laughs> True. However. True story. If I'm not going to sleep with you on the first date, it's kind of like, I don't know. I guess I'm kind of weird because I don't really like it when people touch me so much. Sure. And not even so much me, like people touching me. It's like I have a problem touching other people. So I'm like standing there like, what am I supposed to do? to do right so i don't know like if i i guess if i were more of a touchy person i'd be like oh let's hug it out it's so nice to meet you let's do this again well i mean also too i wasn't strictly talking about first dates Mm -hmm. i see i'm doing the first date like talking about the first date because after if you if you make it past the first date then i mean you're good you've gotten comfortable enough with a person that that's cool like hugging it out is cool sure but like like after dinner you walk out 
and you're like leaving and you're like your know, hands behind your back like you know what do we do <laughs> normally she's like okay it's nice to meet you sometimes i'll even wave <laughs> be like okay bye i mean I, I if i had to let my imagination run wild i'd say most girls are in your position whereas most guys in in that moment are sitting there holding their breath like please 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 like you know in the please back of their what? head invite me back to your place Ask to come over to mine, you know, like, it's it's ever-presently really? there. Really? That's what y'all want us to do? Yeah, either way. Why can't y'all just say it? Um, I mean, you know, it's funny, like, I think guys will be really nervous mm -hmm. about setting the wrong impression. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, obviously, a realistic, reasonable person does not expect to get laid on mm -hmm. the first date. But, you know, with the way guys are hardwired and built, you know, it's in the back of their mind. Come on, come on, please, please. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, it's like, I hope this happens. I hope that happens. Whatever. See, that's a problem. I think, I feel like I've noticed this. Men are incapable of telling women what they want. Like, they're well, incapable. That's why they always say to a woman, well, what do you want to eat? there are some serious sand traps out there. Yeah, well, that's, well, I'm just saying, that's what you say. They always ask the woman, what do you want to eat? And then when we say, oh, well, that's fine. You pick. I don't care. They're sitting there like, oh, well, I don't know, and what about blah, you know, and it's I, like... I, think you, I, th I don't think you're putting enough emphasis on the serious traps that women lay in the form of that Not stuff. all people leave serious, like, weave serious traps in that instance, but I mean, I'm just saying, like, men really just need to be able to say what they it's, want, it's, and they just say, this is what I want to do, yeah. let's men do have learned. Men have learned to just shut up, you know, seriously, I mean, like, it's like when the woman puts on a dress and says, does this make me look fat, and like... If it makes them look fat, say yeah, it makes Oh, no, 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 you never say yeah. You never say yeah. You say no, nah, baby, you look good. But then we get mad at you for lying. How they know, How they going to know you lying? Because we know if we look fat in a dress, we, we have a mirror. Then why'd you ask? Because we want to know Validation. what you think if we were to go out in public in that. Right. And if you say, well, yes, put this on instead... Say, or, you know, say, I really like it when you wear this. I mean, don't sit there and say, no, you don't look fat. Because then when we go out in public and we see one of our girlfriends who is honest with us, they'll be like, damn, bitch, you're filling out in that dress, aren't you? And then we're going to go straight back to you and be because like. Because you wanted validation and you wanted to know my opinion. But because your girlfriend has a bad opinion, then you, it's, it's our fault. No, I'm just saying be honest. Because you know if you're going to say, no, nah, baby, you look good when you know you that, think yeah, I they look, look fat, a little chunky, door, you know, like, then don't, like, don't lie. But that's, that's just an don't example, though. That's an example. It's a bad example. Women set traps. And then, you know, coupled with the whole postmodern, like, feminist movement that guys can't be chivalrous, guys can't do this, guys can't do that, it's just dating in the 21st century is just this raging dumpster fire that people keep throwing empty beer cans into. You know? I want somebody to, like, open my doors for me. And I want somebody to, like, invite me out to dates and, like, not expect me to, like, go home and fuck them afterwards. I want that to happen for a period of three months at least. Right. Before I even want to even consider doing anything, you know... On the norm, like at least, at least three months, because I am cautious and I would like to not find shitty only want sex people. Right, and I'm not saying like, because again, I stress like when guys, when I say they're always thinking about sex, I don't mean that that's exclusively the motive mm -hmm. behind what they're doing. It's just hard built into a guy 
sex as a reward factor. You know what I mean? At this point in the modern era, it's like hard built into the psychology and the body chemistry of a guy. And I'm not saying your plan's a bad one either, you know. I know. I it's actually it's actually an old-fashioned sentiment called courting. Uh, yes, I prefer that way. Yeah. It's the way it's supposed to be. Mm. Depends on who you ask. I mean, the modern era is full of all kinds of dumpster fires happening. What is your, what is your preferred dumpster fire? My preferred dumpster fire? Uh-huh. Good Lord. Um, <laughs> well, for starters, I'm a guy, so obviously I always hope for sex. Mm-hmm. Um... Doesn't mean I expect it on any level, specifically in the first date, because that's a little rushed. But, you know, I've dated women where, you know, I had one relationship way back when where we were just straight up abstinent. I had another relationship where sex within the first hour was fine, but head was more of a third date kind of thing. You know, like, I've been all over the spectrum as far as these different beliefs that are out there and, like, you know, like what's acceptable and what's not. Everybody's got their own sweet spot these days, I guess. It doesn't seem there's a big consensus on what is the norm anymore because the norm has been so, you know, buckshot into oblivion. Yeah. That and everything online is all lie. Uh, yeah, there are studies uh, that show, too... Um, and I, I know you specifically were referring to, like, men's dating profiles. Mm-hmm. But uh, there are also studies to show that um, the... I don't know if it's just American or males in general. Mm-hmm. Um, perception of sex is very, very skewed mm-hmm. due to pornography. Well, I mean, yeah. Probably they think it's all, like, a f- crazy fantasy and it should be something... But, Dirty and filthy, and all women should be their little bedroom slits. Now, not not all guys have a have a dom, you know, personality. There are sub guys out there who want the woman to uh, take some charge. You know what I'm saying? Like, sum up the butt. Sum up the butt. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Gillian, how did you arrive at that decision of sum up the butt? I'm curious. I was just giving a thumbs up in my head, and I was like. I mean, you, your viewers or your listeners can't see it, but she really did like this, like you know, like rounded ninety degree gradient. It wasn't just like a little boop; it was like a thump, you know, like you know the sound a champagne cork makes on the deep end. That's like, you know, that, that's that was oh, she had this circular digging motion to it. I'm sucked all over. I can't even do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's not my thing, though. I just now have this forever image of you in like like a <laughs> like black in there, spandex like, mm. bodysuit. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready for thumb up the butt? I would never say it like that. <laughs> oh, how would you say? It? <laughs> I don't know. I'd say, Are "You ready, Daddy?" <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Lick the tip first. All right. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to be good now? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> you have a second thumb. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, that's really not my thing, though. So, like, I would never, like, that would never happen. I'm not into that. Are you sure? 
Yeah, I'm not into putting my thumb at people's butts. Yeah, I imagine that's not the best feeling. Yeah. Uh, so you, you ever like you know pulled some like Hardy's peach cobbler out of the uh, fridge and oh, accidentally slipped your thumb in it and it's like kind of petroleum kind of thing? Oh my god! <laughs> You're making me feel nauseous. So very very nauseous. Blump. Oh, oh god, no. I'm pushing this to see if I can end this podcast early. Yeah, you're going to make me vomit all over the <laughs> freaking recording stuff. Oh, God. But, yeah, some guys, are, I mean, guys and girls, some are dom, some are sub, some just wouldn't even know what that was. What is your preferred dumpster fire, though? You said you've been along all walks of life. What is your way? What is the way you like it? Ah, Jesus, you're, you're asking a 32-year-old perpetual horn dog. In the 21st century, what his preferred mode is. Um, Modus operandus. I've always been kind of inclined for, towards the bad girls, the damaged goods, the, you know, someone who's got, like like my, my last girlfriend uh, put it eloquently when she says you like someone with a little spice. And, um, but what I've come to find is I feel like there's maybe a hero complex going on with myself. Mm-hmm. If I can take someone who, and I don't mean this to sound as shitty as it sounds, but if I could take someone who is maybe not bring home to mommy and daddy material and... And turn them in to bring home to mommy and daddy material? Res- rescue them from all the drama they've surrounded themselves with. So you want to change somebody. You I don't want to change... No, you no. You want to find more... somebody that isn't... You're not compatible with them, but has certain qualifications. No, I think it's more like a, a lost hero complex. Like, I want to save someone. You know what I mean? In a weirdest... In the weirdest, most fucked up way. And... Uh, you know, I'm thinking about traveling to some third world countries and, like, providing food and substance to, like, starving Ethiopians. You can help with that, if you like. Right. Right. No. I mean, I maybe don't know. You maybe you can I'm, fill maybe someone's I'm, belly and... May... <laughs> yeah. Oh, no! Oh, shit! <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think I just not, I th- I'm just not phrasing this right. I don't know. I mean, I'm hardly the poster child for healthy living in the 21st century. I mean... Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't know, man. I I guess maybe I myself am in some ways damaged goods. And I just, that seems to be something I've zeroed in on. And, you know, a friend of mine, um, you know, tells me all the time, you know, Viking, you're very business oriented. You're, you're heading towards success. You're, you know, hugely ambitious and driven. You need to meet someone who matches those qualities. Yeah, that's true. And, um... You know, like, I don't know, man. I've just, I don't know, maybe it's the classic, you want what you can't have. So, in an effort to find one thing, I'm more attracted to its carnal opposite. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's it's hard to explain. You're just going to end up finding a gold digger and they're going to take advantage of you because you're going to try and hero them. And I mean, if I'm like, I'm fine with that. If I'm no! like, if I'm like, <laughs> If I'm like, you know, if I'm like 75 years old wearing a crushed velvet like bathrobe and she's like, you know, a 22 year old aspiring model, we can make something work. You know, Hugh Hefner, that shit. But, uh, <laughs> I'm an asshole. What can I say? Yeah, a little. Not a little. Yeah. 
What do you want to be a huge asshole? You want to just go ahead and throw this out there? I am a huge there? asshole. That's why I'm not threatened. Bicker, we're gonna bicker That's about this. That's why I'm not threatened by your thumbs, man. There's just so much asshole here. They wouldn't even do anything, you know. <laughs> 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 what about this? <laughs> oh, oh, good lord! <laughs> that makes me feel slightly threatened. <laughs> What you can't see is that she has pulled a phallic apparatus out of her bag and attached it to the end of a power drill. It's kind of flopping as it spins. It is not. You're so full of shit. So that's what makes you an asshole is that you're a liar. I'm not a liar. I'm a bullshitter and a schmoozer, but I'm not a liar. Mm -hmm. I tell people the truth even at heart. There was no flopping phallus apparatus at the end of that drill. Now that was just setting a narrative for your uh, listeners, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> She's threatening me with a power drill. <laughs> I didn't know such. <laughs> you heard it. You heard the drill. Mm. Vote for me in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> the next Trump. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be huge. <laughs> hey, that was good. Thank you. I, I can do some Trump. Yeah. 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 She asked me how big I was. I said I was huge. <laughs> oh, that sounded just like a weird, retarded Schwarzenegger. I'm it sorry. It did sound like a weird, retarded Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I told her, get to the chopper because it's huge. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, how would you end a date? Let's say you're digging the person. How would you end it? Um... I mean, my ideal date would involve dinner and an activity. You okay. know what I mean? Um, that could be movies. Uh, you can't go to the movies on a first date. You really think? You think? I know. Really? Yeah. What makes you say that? I'm curious. Because if you're going to the movies on a first date, you're not actually wanting to have a conversation and get to know the person. But that's so what... you're going to be sitting beside each other and... I'd have thought that's what the dinner was for. You do I mean, the dinner you first. You do dinner and then you do an activity that doesn't include sitting and staring at a TV screen. Fair enough. Fair enough. So go to the park. Go walk on the beach. Do putt, something. Putt. Yeah, putt putt is great. That's a good one. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, that was my go to for years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, dinner, an activity. Um, you know, I think really like the first date. If it went really well, could end with a hug, a peck on the cheek, and a, you know, I'll call you later. And then, of course, y'all are stupidly texting each other later that night, you know, even though you said I'll call you tomorrow or some shit like that. Aw, yeah, that is kind of how good dates go. And then by the second date, it's all cat of nine tails, leather suits, and, you know, swings underneath uh, mirrors mounted to the ceilings. That you kind don't of thing. even do that. Just stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's I mean, true. I don't know if you do that or not. I I'm don't. just looking at your face. I just know that you don't do that. I, you can tell I'm bullshitting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you? I don't know. I. I don't know. I mean, probably probably the same as far as the end of the date, and I'd like to. I don't know. I'd like to know whether or not. I like to know, like. Which is probably why, like, I don't like to date. is because I like to know, like, okay, so what next? We just went this, we just went here, we just went to dinner, we, it was nice, it was fine, whatever, but what next? Because for me, I guess it doesn't, it takes more than, I think, one date for me to know whether or not I want to continue this 
facade of dating. Sure. So, I don't know. It just, it's a complicated web that I've stuck myself in, I guess. I mean, is dating really dating if it's not exclusive? Or is... That's a good question, and that's one of the things. Like, is it really dating, and is that why you should call the first meeting an interview? I mean, going way on back to, like, arranged marriages and shit, Mm -hmm. we would have called casual dating, they called courting. And even then, it was always in the presence of chaperones. Yeah. And, um, like, I mean, that still, on a very smaller scale, goes on today. Mm -hmm. Like, if you've ever had the misfortune of seeing, like, 18 kids and counting... They did that to all their daughters. Like, they had little courting with their boyfriends, and it was always chaperoned at first by the parents, but then by a sibling, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But the biggest reason for that, though, was not because of this taboo on sex or unwanted children. The biggest reason was because of the dowries. Uh Uh-huh. Like, back in, like, medieval times, if, you know, like, a guy married a girl... Well, yeah, they got money. Like, the family got money. Yeah, like, the guy's family would be shelling out some major freaking money as a dowry to the bride's father. Usually it was the other way around. Was it the other way around? Yeah. Because I thought the bride's father paid for the wedding, but in exchange, the dowry was paid by the husband. Usually the woman is the one who was giving the dowry to the husband's family. That way, it was basically, the family is basically giving the husband enough goods Mm -hmm. to ensure that daughter would be taken care of. Okay. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Um, It's (laughs) non-refundable. Fair enough. Yeah. She's not a fucking virgin when they do it or cheats or some sort of stuff like that. Then they keep the dowry and she's disgraced the family. How would they tell if she wasn't a virgin? Yeah. You've never been with a virgin before? Apparently not. They bleed the first time. Oh. And it hurts. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know it was like breaking into a can of Pringles. I'm sorry. It's kind of like breaking into a can of Pringles. That that freshness seal pops open on you. you yeah, know? exactly. So. We'll, we'll call it that. You can tell I'm educated on these and my things, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. These are things that you would have learned in sex ed in I learned a in lot in sex school. ed. For instance, girls have vaginas, guys have penises, and don't get pregnant. That's what they taught us. Mm-hmm. Sex is bad. Sex fills you with the devil. That's, that's what they teach in school. Really? They actually taught you that? Yeah. That sex is the devil? You went to some fucked up school because... Oh, yeah. Bible they passed world, out condoms in my sex ed. Oh, no. That was bad. That was forbidden. Yeah, they were like, if you need to have sex. I specifically remember this one time this kid went to pay for his lunch. Mm-hmm. We had to put condoms on bananas. <laughs> that sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> but this guy went to pull some change out of his pocket to pay for lunch. And, and this was like 10th grade. Mm-hmm. And out falls a condom. And the lady at the lunch line like snatched for it and was like, I'll take that. And I looked at her and I said, ma'am, he's going to do what he's going to do, whether you have that or not. And she was like, you're right. You might want to hang on to that and slid it back to him. That's funny. Like, I don't think she thought that one through, you know, like he's going to do what he's going to do, whether he has that condom or not. I'm just give it back to him, you know, like, yeah, but that's like the stupid, you know, 
overly religious, zealot, sex is a taboo mentality I grew up with. Wow. That's what happens when you grow up in the sticks. Yep. <laughs> yep. Wow. That's crazy. Like, to this day, I, I make a point to say, you know, I don't think talking about sex is a taboo. I don't think talking... No. I don't think talking about fetishes is a taboo. Mm-mm. I mean, for the short time you've known me, I've been pretty uh, avant-garde about, you know, bombastic about some of the shit that comes out of my mouth just because I really don't view it as a taboo. Yeah, know? we're a little filterless here. What? What? Raise the roof. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway... First dates, how would you end them? Give us your in, your feedback, your input. I'm curious to know because I don't know. And I feel like sometimes when I go out, I look like a big fat idiot. I'm just like, hand out. Like, it's nice to meet you. Like, why aren't you shaking my hand back? This is what we're supposed to do. <laughs> I think that's how you end a bad date. I mean, like... Really? I find that more awkward than ending a good date. Ending a good date is like, well, you know, we got shit to do. Maybe all my dates just suck. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I just make them suck because I don't really I mean, just like cause you get Just because you get quantity doesn't mean you're getting quality. That's I mean. true. <laughs> they all suck. <laughs> more or less. Ending a good date is easy. Ending a bad date is like so... Real, yeah. Uh, you know, like, like, uh, yeah. You got my number, right? Yeah, just, just, yeah. It's John. John. No, John's my last name. First name Papa. Yep, that's my number. Don't call me right now. Wait, wait till you know. Anytime between eleven and ten. If I ask you if you want to deliver or carry out, that's fine. That's just a joke. Wow. I've never actually done that. I've never actually given a pizza chain as my phone number to a girl. Yeah, because they make hotline numbers for that now. What? Like, numbers that you can give out to people when you want to give them the bad number. (laughs) And then you call them and they say some really crazy... No. Yeah. Oh my God. You want to see him? Like, oh God, hotline numbers. Okay, so I guess we're keeping this going a little bit longer because this is actually going to be funny. Oh wait, I don't know what I did on the computer. Oh, sorry about that, people. Let's see. All right, we're gonna figure this out. We're gonna go to Google. Google. And do you have your phone? Numbers to give. Wrong numbers to give. Okay. (laughs) Here's everything you'll need when a creeper approaches you at the bar. Okay. Rejection hotline numbers. These are really funny. Okay. So, dial this number. You ready? And you got to play this on speaker. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, there's an I am Groot number now. All right. It's 605-475-6968. Play. Make sure it's on speaker. 
you were trying to call. You've reached the rejection hotline. Unfortunately, the person who gave you this rejection hotline number did not want you to have their real number. We know this sucks, but don't be too devastated. So why were you given a rejection hotline number? Maybe you're just not this person's type. Note, this could mean boring, dumb, annoying, arrogant, or just a general weirdo. Maybe you suffer from bad breath, body odor, or a nasty combination of the two. Maybe you just give off that creepy, overbearing, psycho stalker vibe, and the idea of going out with you just seems as appealing as playing leapfrog with unicorns. Regardless of the reason, please take the hint, accept the fact that you were rejected, and then get over it. And please do your best to forget about the person who gave you this number, because trust us, they've already forgotten about you. HumorHotline.com And sponsored by PredictionLog.com Wow. Yeah, there's so many other ones. You ready? Here's wow. one. Um, it's a 206-569-5829. Are these numbers set up for text? This one might be designed just to ring indefinitely. Oh, maybe this one's messed up. I don't know. Either way, I'm sold. The way to end a bad date... You end a good date with sex, you end a bad date with the hotline rejection number. Here's one. Here, try this one. 669-221-6251. You have reached a non-working number. Announcement 14. Oh, well, she's all broken now. Oh. Dang. Interweb fails. No, I think that's a good place to leave the topic. A good date ends with sex. Bad date ends with a rejection hotline number. Hey, there you go. I mean, that's not a bad, you know. Yeah. I can't believe you didn't know that it. I didn't. I didn't know what they were. Here's this one. Try this one. One more. Try one more, and we'll see. You you just want to call these. I know, because now I want to hear them. Eight six six seven four zero four five three one. This one, I think, would be difficult to give somebody because, obviously, an 866 number, yeah. they know it's going to be a bad number. Alternatively, Verizon's like, why is this guy calling, like, eight rejection hotline numbers? We're sorry. You have reached oh, that a was bad, that too. You dial in the mic. There is no longer in service. If you feel you reached yeah. this recording an error, huh. please... They changed them all. Well, you I mean, can get, um... The first one was working, and that was a pretty sterling one. It had an easy letdown. It had a little bedside manner, you know, like, hey, this is a rejection hotline. Uh, you that can... blows, but hey, keep your chin up, you know, like. <laughs> you can uh, actually have a message you to your phone. They'll send you a text when they get new hotline numbers. I used to do it um, to where they would give you, like, Christmas time and things like that. Right. You could call them and hear the new, um, the new hotline. But I wonder how far this has gone. Like, I wonder if, um, like, people are giving these out to, like, distant relatives they just don't want to talk to once they leave, like, for Christmas, you know? Oh, it's possible. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, uh, let us know what your end-of-date uh, methods are. 
and uh, what you thought about our podcast. Let us know, uh, uh, you know, anything that you want to hear next, things like that. I'm sorry, I kind of was a little bit, um, a little bit late getting this one out to you guys. So please forgive me, forgive me. It's all Vikings' fault. It's my fault. That's always my fault. Um, but anyway, um, we will see you guys and talk to you guys later. Go find me on Conversations with the Crickets at Facebook and also SoundCloud and iTunes. I am also on Twitter. And uh, I will talk to you guys soon.